Here you are talking about family. Is that what the bloodline is? Let me ask you a question. How's Jay? When you're talking about his blood, you're talking about my blood. The WrestleMania 40 press conference changed a lot of minds about the direction for WrestleMania 40. The Rock said it would be something that we would remember forever, and he might not be wrong. With Cody Rhodes, the fan favorite that a lot of people have invested their emotions in, choosing Roman Reigns and his path out of the Royal Rumble victory at WrestleMania for the WWE Universal Championship, Fans breathed a collective sigh of relief, knowing that he wasn't screwed over. But was he ever screwed over? Was this the plan the entire time? Another gigantic question that hangs over this whole thing is, what is The Rock doing with WrestleMania? And how does that play into the whole situation with Roman Reigns and the bloodline? Let us know what you think in the comments below. This is Sports Key to Wrestling. I'm Kevin. Now, we have no exact 100% certified idea if anything suddenly changed because of all the online backlash towards the WWE and The Rock and the outlandishly undetermined true through the storm support of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but things are looking a lot more exciting, maybe in the eyes of those same Cody fans now, than they were a week ago. Yes, by the time Royal Rumble ended, we thought it was going one way. Then it swerved. Now it's going another. Yeah, consider the hook firmly planted in our mouths. We're on our road to WrestleMania and we're being reeled in. To give you a brief recap, Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion for years now, was the first one out in a final part of the WrestleMania press conference. And an exchange that is already getting a lot of attention where he decided because he's who he is, that he has the power to choose who he wants to face at WrestleMania. So he chose his bloodline family, Samoan Dynasty member, The Rock. That's not the way it works, pal. The Rock's demeanor when he came out throughout the entire event was quite interesting and, in retrospect, quite masterful. He understood the fans would boo him, and he knew how to waver through all this while still sustaining a long-term, and as he's put it in the press, a long-game story. He wasn't trying to be a likable babyface that all the millions and the millions have always tried to fascinate themselves and attach themselves too. He understood the conflict and he embraced it. Even before the press conference, which was a special event just days before the NFL Super Bowl in Las Vegas and attended by thousands of fans, he dropped by the Pat McAfee show on ESPN and mocked those same fans for being what he called Cody Cry Babies a term he got trending worldwide on social media. So you can't deny that his play was still on point. He showed everyone present at the press event the detailed family tree of the actual bloodline of the Anawahi and Mavia family clans intertwined by blood. The Samoan dynasty outlaid on a beautifully crafted graphic. 
It was impressive to look at, but he showed people the family tree as a way to tell them, quote, we're bigger than all of you. Cry about it all you want. But in this tense exchange, which also included world heavyweight champion Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes came out and called bull on all of it. Without walking out to his own theme music, he was making more noise than anyone else on stage and declared that he, with his Royal Rumble win and rightful designation, would choose Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania, upsetting the all-Samoan, all-bloodline dream match that Roman and Reigns had their eyes on. After Roman Reigns and all of his indignation took a jab at Cody's Hall of Fame father, Dusty Rhodes, calling him irrelevant, which makes no sense, Cody hit back by telling him and The Rock that their grandfathers, if they were still alive, would be ashamed of them for their political maneuvering here. It's worth noting that The Rock is still a part of the corporate infrastructure of WWE on the board for TKO, the parent company of WWE. An interesting fact that is very real that WWE is weaving into this story. The Rock took offense to this statement, telling Cody that when he insults Roman's bloodline, He's insulting his bloodline, his family. He threw a slap at Cody that immediately caused a stir online and, of course, in person. And may we add that Seth Rollins took offense to this entire thing, and it seemed like he was taking the side of Cody, going off on The Rock, saying he can't do what he wants to do, even if he's on the TKO board. The Rock and Roman Reigns were even seen walking out of the T-Mobile arena with Paul Heyman at their side, hinting that maybe they might be side-by-side on this whole WrestleMania storyline, and maybe not even facing each other in the ring, but facing a different obstacle and challenge. Oh, in the middle of all this, can we confirm that The Rock just turned heel? That's right. That's something he's even said recently on Instagram since the WrestleMania kickoff press conference. He's a villain now. The biggest movie star in the world is a villain against Cody Rhodes. Think about that. This got us thinking, what if, and we mean just what if, The Rock really embraced this entire heel thing and went full-fledged as a member, if not a leader, of the bloodline after or around WrestleMania 40. Here's why it's, wait for it, best for business. We'll lay it out. Let us know what you think in those comments below. If we're getting some type of collision, even between just Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, or some mixture of Rock and Seth Rollins in there as well, maybe even a tag team match along the way, or at WrestleMania itself, The Rock needs to be a villain, and the fans are already booing him, and it appears that he's even embracing this. He's the type of guy who has been hated and hated after becoming a Hollywood star. He can't be a big Hollywood star, we made him a star, and he can only be a star for us. So, yes, the fickle yet sometimes limiting world of wrestling fandom has come into case here, especially with Rock now being a part of the corporate infrastructure of that wrestling world. Becoming a bad guy after 21 years since being a heel could be something also interesting for Rock in today's modern-day WWE. It sounds funny, we know, but hear us out back in 2000. 
2003, The Rock already had one foot in Hollywood and still was trying to do the best he could as a WWE main eventer on a part-time schedule. WWE fans felt betrayed by his increasing Hollywood movie commitments, so he decided to capitalize on this and introduce a now iconic yet still memorable version of his character, Hollywood Rock. He went from being the face of the WWE, a people's champion, to a villain. Yes, and he was just too good to hate, but still someone you wanted to boo along the way. Many have argued that the Hollywood Rock incarnation may have been the best character he played, even if it was just for a brief period of time, and it's hard to argue that when you look at it, it was just really entertaining. He had the crowd in the palm of his hand, and the only downside to it was that it was simply just short-lived. He didn't even revert to the exact same character 21 years ago, but he could certainly play on it and evolve a version of it into what's going on right now. He was a newbie in the Hollywood movie machine back then, but still certainly a certified superstar in the world of entertainment via WWE, and he's now one of the biggest movie stars in the world, and also one of the biggest players in all of entertainment, and of course, once again, on the board of TKO, a role that is infused directly into this storyline. How clever WWE has done that. It's going to make the build-up to WrestleMania 40 a whole lot more exciting and intriguing and it appears that WWE is responding to what the audience is saying and embracing it. And so is The Rock. Yeah, they smell what the audience was cooking. You see what we did there? Another detail that went unnoticed by most during the entire WrestleMania kickoff press conference event was the fact that Roman Reigns may have been playing a supporting role to The Rock, which makes sense. This is The Rock, by the way. Do we need to remind you that? When The Rock had an angry confrontation with Triple H after the event backstage where he threatened to knock Cody's teeth down his mouth, Roman Reigns just kind of stood silently by his side, letting Rock deliver the dialogue that mattered most, essentially being to The Rock what maybe Jimmy Uso was to him. Yes, maybe someone further up the bloodline, if you will. But we're not going to lie. The footage of The Rock and Roman Reigns exiting the arena together, the two-man power trip, was still pretty cool to see. Just when everyone thought the bloodline story was dead, it's now bigger than ever. And maybe even more interesting than it was before. So let's take a hypothetical look at this entire WrestleMania 40 scenario with a new set of eyes on it. In this very fantasy book scenario, night one is headlined by Roman Reigns and The Rock against Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, or perhaps a legend like John Cena or Randy Orton, if Seth Rollins with his knee issue is still very much an issue. The only issue here is Seth Rollins being in the press conference and the altercation with The Rock puts WWE in a position where he's kind of going to have to be a part of the match. The Rock and Roman Reigns pick up the win through nefarious tactics. Yes, their entire family once again involved in another decisive win that isn't that decisive, leaving them tainted as the heels, but still vigorously positioned as someone who believes they're the heroes, even though they're the villains. And Cody Rhodes goes on to 
finish the story at night two, despite all of the odds being stacked against him. Now, that's just one scenario we see playing out. We would love to see yours in the comments below. Following the family's failure on the grandest stage of all, WWE television the following week would see The Rock come out and berate Roman Reigns for losing the WWE Universal Championship, losing the family's superiority to the Rhodes family and Cody Rhodes, basically walking in and taking command of the bloodline. This would be a big money move to make. It would cause instant tension between The Rock and Roman Reigns, but the tribal chief, no longer the real chief, would fall in line to the now new head of the table. Yeah, certainly interesting right there. The only real issue of this is, do you get Roman Reigns with his part-time schedule? Uh, really playing this entire Bloodline storyline out? What about The Rock? He's even more part-time. Do you then rely on Jimmy or Jey Uso, Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman to keep the mantle going while they're not there? WWE's had that challenge before, and sometimes with the fickle week-to-week fandom of WWE, that is a hard flame to keep burning. There could be a few major moments throughout the year with the bloodline, with the entire group crumbling from within. Or better yet, there could be some new additions like maybe Jacob Fatu, who is a free agent and possibility within the wrestling world. Or better yet, there could be some new additions to the WWE bloodline fold, like Jacob Fatu. There are a lot of possible names out there who could play into this entire thing, and hopefully culminating with a bloodline civil war, where perhaps a solo Sokoa turns on someone and sides with The Rock, or vice versa. There's a lot of moving pieces here, with a lot of weight to it, emotionally tied by family and blood bonds. And we know for sure at some point the story between The Rock and Roman Reigns is going to end with them being in the ring against one another. If The Rock happens to be on the right side of wrestling fandom once or twice within 2024, it would be insane to see him team up with the Bloodline in some form, maybe even a big multi-man match like war games. Yeah, all the possibilities are there, and it seems more possible that we'll see more of The Rock with him now officially part of WWE's corporate structure. The best part of this is that the entire story sort of writes itself to some point, and there's absolutely zero requirements to have any championships involved because so much is bigger than just a title. This is personal. Not only that, but it's fairly simple and straightforward in a story that doesn't need to be convoluted and filled with controversy. Or maybe it does. Who knows? An end result, a seamless setup of Roman Reigns versus The Rock, WrestleMania 41, wherever that may be, this time without a title involved and a personal title of head of the table involved. One that they've alluded to for quite some time. You can bet your ass WWE fans aren't going to be complaining about seeing Rock versus Roman Reigns, or maybe they will, who knows, this is the internet, when no other superstar is getting negatively affected by it and no titles being held up with it. Yeah, maybe then you'll be on board. You fickle, fickle fans. Just imagine The Rock and Roman Reigns staring at each other. WrestleMania 41, the crowd acting 
actually going electric. In the same way they did for The Rock when he stood across from legends like Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 17, The Hulkster at WrestleMania 18, and John Cena at WrestleMania 28. Come on, WWE fans. Do your thing. Let's make this a possibility. What do you want to see happen with all the names we've mentioned? We would love, once again, to hear from you in the comments below. Check out our weekly show, diving deeply into these topics on our channel that streams live, Rings and Rambles. It's also on demand whenever you want it.